This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Getting up, getting out or only just getting home? It's Joy Weekend Breakfast. A very special and warm welcome to our guest this morning, Sydney Koo, all the way from uh, Sydney. Hello. Good morning. Hey. Thanks for swinging past. Amazing you got here if you were flying on a kangaroo. Was your, pl- was your plane cancelled? Yeah, uh, I had a seven thirty flight and it got cancelled. Oh, and they there we go. They texted. Um, they texted at about eleven p.m. the night before and said they would rebook us. And were you already in bed? Like, because yeah. you knew you had to get up early to catch yeah. a seven thirty flight. Oh, yeah. seriously, <laughs> hey, we won't. We won't talk about the kangaroo. Now you have written. A book. Paul, you go. Yeah, you're saying written a book. It, it's a wonderful new book. It's called The Spider and Her Demons. Oops, excuse me, my voice is going oh. And uh, Sydney is a non-binary and aromantic asexual writer born in Sydney to Malaysian and Chinese parents. And this book is published by um, Penguin Random House, for which you also um, won a fellowship. So tell us about how you got the fellowship, Sydney, and uh, we'll go on to talk about the book. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm so distracted. There's a little dog in here and it's so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh Sydney, I forgot ba- to, I forgot to has tell just you. Arrived. That's Basil has, has just arrived. Our listeners don't know about Basil, oh, unless he, when he starts the to bark. The dog is called Basil. Yeah, the dog. Oh. Yeah, dog. <laughs> hey, we're, we're interested in you, not the dog, all right? <laughs> Get back on your microphone. <laughs> um, yeah, I won the... Uh, okay, so essentially I... Can I start from the beginning? Yeah, yeah, yeah please. Absolutely. So I come from a fan fiction writing background and I really wanted to write a Spider-Man fan fiction in 2016, back when Sony and Marvel were looking for the next Spider-Man. So this is before Tom Holland got picked. Wow. And I became completely fixated with the idea of there being a Chinese-American Peter Parker and that was the fan fiction that I wanted to write. But every time I sat down to write it, I kept deviating from canon and it didn't really resemble anything that was fan fiction yeah. anymore. So I decided to write it as an original story uh, when I was at university. And then when I finished my master's, I put it in a drawer and didn't touch it again until a friend of mine, Claire, sent me the link for the Write It Fellowship, which then I entered. They only asked for 5,000 words, so I sent that through. And when I got longlisted, they asked for the rest of the manuscript, which I did not have. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had about, about 15,000 words in total that was polished that I did at uni, but I had nothing other than that. I think I had to write 21 chapters in 19 days. Wow. Oh my goodness. It was bad. It was not good. It was. It is it's not like that anymore. I, I went through many, many edits, but yeah, the original manuscript that got me the fellowship was not great. And I'm very lucky that my editor liked it enough to to see it through. Well, there's something in that, that what you're saying wasn't very good at all. You still got you this, the yeah. fellowship. Imagine if you'd spent, like, you didn't even need to spend more time and it got, you got in. I, I mean, it's close to 400 pages. I mean, it, it's... Uh, it's it's 93,000 it, words. Yeah, it's, yeah, there you go. 93,000 words. And you know every single one of those little <laughs> words, don't you? And that's post-edit. Exactly. Yep, yep. Yeah. Hey, I want. I was reading a review and I'm going to read this out loud. I have I, not read any reviews, so well, please sorry. be really nice. To me. It, it's it's beautiful, but there's no but. Oh well, let me read. I'll read <laughs> these sentences between surviving high school and working in an arts dumpling shop. All Z wants to find time for is her friends. Make sure no one finds out she's half spider demon. But when she 
accidentally kills and eats a man in front of the most popular girl in school, she discovers she might not be the scariest thing in the shadows. What the? What is Z up to? What is the premise of that? Well, I really needed a catalyst for her to, I guess, like a meet cute for her <laughs> to meet the popular. Well, yeah, to have a connection with the most popular girl in school. And I felt like she wasn't going to come out on her own and tell anybody that she was a spider demon. So this was the best the, case scenario. The way, like outing her. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. So the, the whole story is, well, it's set in a school. I, I began to read um, the beginning couple of chapters, um, Sydney, and it's really gripping because I wanted to carry on turning the next page. Just tell us, how did you come up with the the idea of the story itself? Yeah, so it did. It started as fan fiction, as I mentioned, yeah. um, but I thought it would be interesting to explore it in Chinatown, Sydney, as opposed to Chinatown, New York City. Yep. Um, and I really, really struggled with the plot because I had the idea for the characters, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. So in my first draft, it took, I think it spanned over the course of a year. And then my editor came in and said, that's a bit too long. We're going to squish it into one week. So that ended up affecting the structure. Wow. That's a big change. That yeah. It was like writing an entirely new book. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Now, outside of the book, what what keeps you, what, what do you do? Like what keeps you busy? What keeps you energized and, and lights up your tree? Probably my dog. <laughs> Hence why you were so distracted yeah. by our by studio guest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and Sydney-based, Cabramatta? Uh, I live about 20 minutes from Cabramatta. There is a scene in the book that takes place there. And I've put, I've, I've never felt quite like I belong to Cabramatta, even though it's my favourite place in the world. And I think that's because I live about a 20 minutes drive from there. So it's not like I could go whenever I wanted to. Yeah, I, it's I a sit- treat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I live near Holsworthy, where the hmm. barracks is. Not the most okay. interesting story, but yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now your studies, you studied psychology and then also creative writing. What role does, if any, does psychology or your knowledge of that play in in thinking about you know plots and storylines? Uh, I'm not sure with all my work, but with this one specifically. I think mental health is a recurring theme in the yeah, book, okay. and I wanted to make sure that I treated the metaphors of mental illness respectfully. Yep. So, yeah, there, there was a lot of research and care put into this. Nice. And how much of your personal experience did you draw on? Because, mm. you know, it's, it's difficult. We've, we've have had a couple of writers on, and it's difficult to detach you and your personal experiences from what you end up putting onto the, onto the page. So how much of, of the character in there is based around you and some of your friends, Sydney? So I haven't based, I would like to clarify, I've not based any of the characters on any of my friends. So if you do see yourself in the book, <laughs> it, is, it is not you. That's your own projection. <laughs> it's, fi- yeah. it's fiction. Yeah. Um, but with Z, I did, I gave her all my trauma and I was trying to figure out struggles that I had with my own identity and I thought hey if I give all my struggles to somebody else if they figure it out maybe I can figure it out so I think that's also why it took me it took me six years from start to finish to write this book which is to me that feels like a really really long time but I Mm. think the reason that it took me so long was because I didn't know how to fix those problems so how was she supposed to know how to fix them so it took a lot of therapy and did you find that was that a cathartic process for you they're just trying to get it out yeah 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 that is so – I hear that so often when people – even, you know, tragedies and, and people will write about it, the process of writing being the catharsis that actually helps them. Yeah, get- I think it can, it can be a coping mechanism. It could also be 
just like therapy. It can be writing therapy for you. Yeah. Nice. And so- very public. Because others can read. You know, it's one thing to journal and hide it under the bed, but this is out there. Yeah, I think so. Writing fiction adds that level of, of distance, yeah. and writing fantasy adds one extra layer to that. Fair point. Yeah. That makes so sense. Are you going to do another one? Okay, so I, lo- I love when people ask this. I hope someone from Penguin is listening to this. When I submitted the manuscript, they told me they only wanted one book, but I had originally written it as one out of three, and I have all three plotted out, but they said whether they want book two and three depends on how well this book does. Oh, oh so it's all writing on this. So can, can we just say, if you, pe- people need to go out and buy this because it is a blooming good read. Sydney Koo, The Spider and Her Demons. Go and uh, put it into the Google. Available on in paperback and as an ebook. Did you narrate the ebook? Oh no, ebook is just like Kindle. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I'm thinking audio book. Well, I have asked if I could do it as an audiobook, and they said they don't think there's a market for it. Oh come uh, on, penguin. And yeah, I've got I've got friends with you know with disabilities and so ADHD and stuff, and they can't. There's no uh, way that they would get through the whole book. But, but they, if it was an audiobook, they would. I struggle. I've got two books I need to read, and I, I I got through the first couple of chapters I loved. But you're right. Um, I have really bad attention span, and I can't go through. Don't look at me like that, Anton. <laughs> no, I, I can't go through and read a whole. I, I find it really difficult. Mm. to sit down but if someone actually stuck it on an audio then yeah. I'd listen to it yeah, yeah. okay so, so Penguin paperback def- and there's ebook def- there's definitely a market here yeah there is I also if you borrow it from your library that's also totally fine I'm really happy for people to borrow it from the library or request it I would love that I love ah, libraries yes. Because yes. um, I can see, I can see a film in this. Oh, thank you. That it, it, it's, it's so, um, it's so descriptive. I and mean, you think about some of the, um, the young adult stuff, particularly you know things like Harry Potter and, and that whole. I know you probably mm. they're looking at there, but it shows you there's there's a fantasy element that young people will want to go and read about that takes them to a very different place. That's in a bit of escapism from everyday life, and I think this has that escapism in there that allows you to have some connection, but takes you on a faraway journey i think also it being set in in australia Mm. was really important to me because growing up i didn't get to read many ya books especially featuring queer people of color as a main character set in australia i would have loved that as a 15 year old imagine right instead it was like judith bloom's whatever that's whatever that book was that i can't remember and that's a really good point to make out you know People who've got rainbow families with with young adult children, um, it's it's definitely one to get because you're right. It it gives um some identity to to that rainbowness, and I think you know having having a person of color in there as one of the main characters it is it's a great reference point because you're right. You know if you can't see it, you can't be it, and I think that's one of the things that we try and and do here at Joys is give people that platform to be able to be who they want to be. I think meeting especially people who are aspec like aromantic and asexual yeah. readers has been just an absolute gift to hear from them after reading the book. Yeah, well done. So can I just say Congrats. one more time, um, Penguin Random House, we need an audio book, number one, and you want to get Sydney commissions for books two and books three because this is going to be an amazing trilogy. I think, hey, um, we're just going to message in from Netflix <laughs> providing a contact name and details, so I'll pass that on to Sydney. Thank you, Netflix. Um, can we just say, Sydney, thank you ever so much for coming all the way down to see us here in Melbourne. Um, congratulations with the book um, people one more time the book is called The Spider and Her Demons please go and buy it um, thank you Sydney thank you for having me thanks so much you're welcome thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation Joy help us keep Joy on air head to joy.org.au Joy a diverse sound for a diverse community